Hey, so I have something to say. Um, first, I'm going to just go ahead and say, do not scroll past this video. If you landed on this video, you're supposed to watch it. <laughs> but anyways, um, there's something just laying on me and I, I just want to share um, with some other people that may be experiencing this because I've been doing some research um, for those that follow me on other pages as well as here. Um, my career field is social work. So aside from that, I do do my own research, um, you know, for personal problems as well as to help my clients or friends, family, whoever. Um, and I met someone who I was venting to at one point in time. And this person kind of directed me and guided me into a place that um, I knew that I needed to look deeper into, which is rejection. A lot of us are dealing with that. A lot of us are dealing with that. And we don't know that we're dealing with that. Um, so I just want to kind of tap into that really quick. Um, just to kind of give you all some little knowledge. Um, so obviously we know that rejection, <laughs> we all feel it, but we look at it so simple in terms of, you know, asking to go somewhere and someone saying no, or asking to be a part of a group and not being a, a, allowed to do that or want it. Um, but rejection overall is the feeling of uh, the feeling of not being good enough for someone or something or, you know, group settings, things like that. Um, and when this happens, a person obviously becomes angry. Um, when that happens, that makes you want to attack all of those that you are that you think are better than you. So it led me to a video. Um, well, the friend actually sent it to me. And normally, I don't really... People send me things. Sometimes I'll look at it. Sometimes I won't. Or I'll get around to it. Never do. But my spirit was like, you need to watch that video. Um, you do. So I clicked on it. First of all, it's been sitting for about two weeks. But today I clicked on it um, just on my drive. And I was like, let me just listen to it instead of listening to music or, you know, something like that. Let me just watch it, listen to this video. So it was a pastor and he was preaching and oh, my gosh, like so powerful. He was the the uh, sermon was on rejection. And so he kind of talked about how rejection is a motivator. Um, I don't think we all look at it that way, but it's a motivator and it provokes you. So while we're just thinking like, oh, you know, I'm rejected, I'm sitting those feelings. No, on the, the other side of that, it's actually motivating you to treat people a certain way, to move a certain way, be a certain way. It's changing your behavior. Um, it's changing your actions towards others and things like that. So um, most of all, it motivates you to control, right? When I heard that, I was just like, Oh my God, because that is something that I had been doing. I don't do that so much today, but I have been doing that um, simply because just growing up, you know, whether your father's not there, your mother's not there, you don't have the things you want, you know, you don't have the friends that you want or whatever the case is, um, falling out with friends, etc. we tend to feel rejected and then we tend to want to control our situations so we're trying to control the narrative and 
and just how we turn out in general, who we're married to, how the husband treats us, how the wife treats us, what we're going to have them doing, what are you going to have your kids doing, who's going to do what, is what makes us feel safe. And I had became a victim to that, where I felt the need to be in charge, not because I just want to be in charge. Who, I mean, who wants to do that? Everybody wants to be taken care of and looked after, but I wanted to be in charge to make sure my life went the way I needed it to go. Right. That causes more harm than good. Um, just being st even stressed out about it, like everything's on my back, everything's on my plate. But when you finally free yourself and just let that go, let that control go. That's another conversation. Um, <clears throat> but anyways, when you do that, you ultimately ruin your relationships with your people, whether it's your friends or whoever you're dating, family members, you ruin those relationships. And. The goal that the past, what the pastor talked about, the goal of it all of rejection is to have you think, um, and I'm just going to the notes, um, but it is to have you think <clears throat> that all people in the world cannot be trusted, right? When this happens, it leads us to isolation. So when you see people that's depressed, you know, having anxiety issues, you don't want to go out, you don't want to have friends, you don't want to be involved. You've completely isolated yourself because you feel like the world and the people in it cannot be trusted simply because you have been rejected at some point of time. Um, what happens then is that although you have isolated, you have to fill that void with something. But um, so you have to fill that void, and that is where you see people smoking weed. They may be doing crack cocaine, or they may be watching porn, masturbating, um, whatever the things are that we ultimately become accustomed to and addicted to, and it's our way of coping. So because no one just isolates and sit in that, we and we tend to turn to something else, and so now you have another issue on top of an issue because you never addressed being rejected by someone you just totally isolated yourself and now you are dealing with these other things so um he then talked about how when someone says i don't want that or you know i'm upset because i don't want this or i don't want you to do this i don't want you to do that i don't want that from you i don't want da, 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 da. we ultimately hear i don't want you Right. I don't want you, but that's not what the person is saying. So instead of us making the necessary changes, and I'm just looking at notes because I had to jot this stuff down. But instead of us making the necessary changes to be accepted, we automatically feel that the person is simply saying, I don't want you around. I don't want you in my life. I just don't want you, period. But no, they're saying, I don't want what you're offering. Right? I don't want what you're offering to me. And as a friend, a loved one, family, whoever, we should be change, making the change. Like, okay, well, what can I do so that you can accept whatever, you know? But we ultimately run and just think that the person is saying, I don't want you. Um, so with that being said, the next conversation was about how victims of rejection are not satisfied until they inflict, okay, that same thing. 
on to others that they are in relationships with. And I'm not just talking about dating. I'm talking about friends. I'm talking about your sisters, your brothers, your mom, your dad, co-workers, whoever you're connecting with. Um, victims of this rejection, of this, this spirit of rejection, they're not satisfied until someone feels what they're feeling. Um, so then they have this obligation to do so because they feel like, hey, I'm the victim. So I get to walk around like this. I get to treat people this way. I get to move this way. I get to act like this. You don't understand because you never been through what I've been through. You don't know what I feel like. And so then comes that nonchalant behavior where you are literally deteriorating your friendship. You're literally <laughs> deteriorating and self-sabotaging everything that could work out so good for you. Um, you know, they people that's just a victim to this feel like they get to unfortunately victimize others. I want you to know what it feel like. So sometimes they do it accidentally. Sometimes it's done purposefully. Um, it just depends. So it's based on the person. Um, so then there's the thing of when someone is a victim, they're called crazy you know, like you acting crazy or they end up getting diagnosed. They have some type of disorder. Um